Welcome back to Gills Arena presented by Underdog Fantasy. Whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> this is thing we just stole it. Okay. It's, right. like, it's like a new wave Arsenio Hall. We, we took where, where Arsenio Hall walked, we run. But back here with the living legend Gilbert Arenas. What's happening? Got Brandon Jennings, freshly building off his Milwaukee trip. Sure. And we got a special guest today, repping Ball Don't Stop, it's known that. as the Casual Slayer. Akum Nagra. Yes, he got okay, it. Okay, he got it. He got it. He got it. Thank you. I always try to strive to pronounce the names correctly. Thank I'm not you. Gonna no, do it's it. hard. I'm not going to water it down or colonize it. I'm going to say how <laughs> it's meant to be said. And for all y'all watching out there in the underdog fantasy world, we appreciate you. Make sure you take download the app. Mm -hmm. You can use promo code GILL, and that will match your first deposit up to $100. Yeah. You've been getting cooked or you've been winning? Cooked. I've been doing all right. Jordan Hawkins let me down last night in the Natty game, but we're not going to talk about that. Cook. Man, NBA players is trash when it comes to making picks. Oh, for sure. They betray <laughs> Making picks. All the time. And we got some breaking news, too, though, Gil. Mm. The show is going live starting next Tuesday, 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. You see the graphic. Yes, Tuesday, sir. Thursday, we got all the technical stuff figured out. We're going to be live. So you got to pull up just a little bit earlier. No, lot of y'all ain't doing shit anyway. So come on through, <laughs> hang out with us. Before we get into the meat of the show, yo, got to hit you first. Obviously, Ball Don't Stop, one of the most polarizing accounts on Twitter. I see you all the time popping up in my feed. You know, interesting opinions. I agree with some, don't agree with others, but that's a part of the basketball discourse. But I want to know what opinion has gotten you cooked the most by casuals? It's been two. And Gil knows, like, where I come from but I miss word shit sometimes, mm -hmm. and how I deliver it sometimes can be off. Um, years ago when Giannis was struggling, I felt like he was operating like a wing when he should have been in the post, when he should have been playing bully ball. That's, that was his game, and I remember he would have awkward moments where he was just stuck on the perimeter, right? What that did is it put me in a position where I'm like, okay, he's not a wing, but I gotta treat him like a wing, because you know, in a, in a way, he's coming downhill, he's playing at the top, so I was like, you know, if, if that's the route the Bucks are going, you might have to replace him and get a real wing. And I'm like, you know, someone asked me about Zach Levine. I don't know how the convo came up, but they're like, who would you rather have? I said to close the game in terms of a closer, Zach every time. On the fact that, you know, and this is before Middleton had took on the onus of being that guy, mm -hmm. being the closer, right? I was like, the Bucks closer needs to be Zach Levine. Because he's going to go break you down. He's going to make shots when the pressure's high in the playoffs. And it just got taken away where folks felt like I was saying that Zach's the better player. Yeah. When I was really saying if the perimeter player is what you need as a closer, it's got to be Zach in that mm -hmm. scenario. What ultimately ended up happening is Chris Middleton leveled up his game, and then they got over that hump. And Giannis ended up you know, going to his bread and butter, which was more down low, which was playing off of Chris and not having to be the guy that's awkward being sagged off of. But it, that shit got me fucking cooked. You know, to this day, like, you know, you got to remember <laughs> there's people that are still to this day mentioning that. You know, I could do the craziest breakdown. They're like, fuck this guy. He says Zach Levine's better than Giannis <laughs> to this day. What's so funny is my take was worse. <laughs> I made a take, and um, when I first seen him, I was like, oh, he's like uh, a Karolinko. <laughs> I was like, he's an Andre Karolinko. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Everybody, yeah, yeah. I'm like, God, I what, yeah. what was I thinking? It was it was just I horrible. I know, I know. It happens, right? Yeah, fucking shit happens. It happens. It all, I mean, that's the thing. I think 
on the outside world, people will take shit, run with it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, years later, still try to use it against you. I know, I know. But we getting this money, so what y'all <laughs> gonna do about that? <laughs> and Gil, I got to give a, a shout out to your son, Elijah. Picked up multiple scholarship offers. Mm-hmm. He was over at the USA camp doing mm-hmm. his thing. He's cold. Yeah. Okay. He got Kansas. He got Texas. So how proud are you as a dad? Nevada. Nevada. Okay. Lay us on it. And New Mexico. So Nevada just came today. So, so think, can, I, can I add something? The thing about his son, it don't, he don't look like an NBA player's son when he plays. Because he's out there hungry. Mm-hmm. I watch him. And, and you can't tell, like, you know, he comes from... Because a lot of guys, like, and, you know, no disrespect to those guys, they come up in a scenario where they have it all, right? And they're comfortable. They've seen the peak. NBA players come to their house. Like, mm-hmm. they're not phased by that shit. When I see Elijah play, like, and I really study his game, he's playing with that chip on his shoulder. And that's really hard to tap into mm-hmm. when you've come up that, that way. So, I mean... Now, we <laughs> talked about it on a show, I think, last week or the week before about guys who are coming from pain and the guys who are coming from privilege. And- well, I, I, can't, I can't take credit for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to give that to Coach Darrell uh, McDonald from the Cavs AU program. Um, he don't care about nobody's name, and he, he holds players accountable. You know, so when you're talking about development and, and not wanting pansies as your, ch- your children, you know, you, you, you no serious. You you know, you give them to him because he's gonna make sure they're accountable. So you know, my when Elijah first started, you know, he crying on the bench because of coach yelling, mm. cussing him out, and this and this. And you know, he'll take that you know black shirt away from him if he misses practice, if he's late. So Elijah got used to calling like, hey, I might be three minutes late or I might be five minutes late. You know, it looks like there's traffic, and and I was like, he's holding you accountable to be great. So he only knows how to run through walls. You know, Daryl say run through the wall. He's just going to say, which one? You know, so that's the, that's the thing that if I have to say good words, forget his shooting, forget all this stuff, I'm saying he's, he's coachable because he had the, the Bobby Knight coach mm-hmm. early. So every coach from here can't break him. If you had, you know, you had this nice little coach who, hey, good job, hey. Yeah. And then you, hit, you get hit with that type of coach who's, you know, they, they don't give no leash. That's where kids lose. Right. Hunger. That's real. That's where they lose. They get hurt. This is the first time they, you know, he got a yeah. 10, 11, 9. <laughs> Sit your ass down there crying. Just <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> you said Kansas. You said Texas. You said Nevada. You said New Mexico. Yeah. One school I didn't hear you say was the University of Arizona. Yeah. In Tucson. So, hold on. Let's see if we can. Where, where's that Arizona offer at? Hey, bro. Stop. Don't try that. We already in group chat is about. See, I, this is why Arizona is better than everybody else. We have a group chat. It's about 30, 31 of us. It's about 31 of us. Coaches, all coaches, all players. So, you know, we don't want to do collusion around here. Okay. Uh, we ain't trying to, but Arizona allegedly, was here first. Allegedly Arizona was chat. here first. Okay. Because, so, you know, Iggy, Iggy brought it up. Hey, where's Arizona one? <laughs> <laughs> Iggy did bring it up first. So, not going to speak for Elijah, but want to ask you. You have the option to go to college for a year, get an NIL back. Maybe University of Arizona. I don't know if they're breaking bread like that. Or go to the G League for a year because the NBA still got the, the one and done situation. 
All right, but I'm okay. I see your face. No, you said Arizona ain't breaking bag like that. Just because y'all didn't get paid. <laughs> we did not. We did not miss meals. No bread. From. <laughs> no bread. We got free free subs at Sappy's. That was it. And I ain't snitching. <laughs> subs were decent. Sometimes they were mint. I'm being real. That turkey was a little stale sometimes. <laughs> but if you had the option, NIL bag, college, for one year, half season, you can go get ready for, for the league or go play in this G League right now. What would you do? It's all, like, I'll lean towards the G League so he can train like a pro to get ready for the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I look, at, I look for advantages, right? Going to college, right? Unless your program allows you not to go to class, then it, it wouldn't matter to me. Um, get on them semesters. But, you got to go to the semesters. But what I'm talking school. about, when you're talking about G League, Right, you're training like a pro. So while this kid is sitting in class, you're developing a skill. You're, you know, when you look at, you know, someone um, uh, fucking built like a unit now. Uh, the kid that played it. Uh, school, 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 school Henderson, right? Look at the kids in college. They're not built like this man. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not built like him. So you know, that's the advantage that he has going in the G League. So um, that will be my first choice. But it all ends up being what he wants to do. Brandon, obviously you went overseas. Yeah. If you had the option now to come get that NIL back, also we're going to go to Arizona, follow that legacy of great guards. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick the same route, Gil. I think I'm going to go to the G, uh, the, um, the G League or I'm going to go overseas. Okay. Just because it's the experience, man. It's the mm-hmm. experience, the way you're going to get showcased, um, you know, the games that you're going to be playing in, you know, big minutes, you know, what it takes to win. Um, and be a pro every day. So I think that's the advantage of it still. And you played overseas. How did those overseas and those crowds compare to NBA crowds? Uh, overseas is way worse. Way more turned up. Way, way, okay. way more turned up. I mean, you got, you got fireworks, flares, smoke, um, drums, <laughs> music. Um, I remember we was playing in Greece, and we was getting beat by 30, and they was just still partying, 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 like, like it was a close game. I mean, I'm talking about smoke, flares. They were, like, flicking quarters on the, on the court to hit players in the back of the head and stuff like that. Wow. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was nuts. It was nuts. Some hostile environment. <laughs> so now let's talk about a hostile situation that, that almost could have happened but didn't. We were, we were leaning towards a lockout, but the NBA, NBA, PA agreed on a new seven-year collective bargaining agreement. Uh, either side can opt out after the sixth year. Now, one of the major points of the deal was punishing bread-breaking teams like the Warriors and Clippers by implementing a second salary cap apron. So I think like 17.5 million over the initial cap, and once you're in the tax, uh, they can lose the taxpayer MLE, they can't sign free agents in the buyout market, and they can't move first round picks that are seven years away, amongst other situations. So after the deal was announced, Draymond Green, as he tends to do, took to Twitter to offer his opinions on what he thought was a janky deal for major market teams and for the players. So we got some of them tweets. First one, Players lose again, shaking my head. Middle and lower spectrum teams don't spend because they don't want to. They want to lose, so increase their spending capabilities just to increase them. They continue to cut out the middle, and this is what we rush into a deal for. Shaking my damn head now this time, never fails. He followed that up, he went on a tangent, he was going hard. Never see someone go to a table with the assets that make an entire machine go and lose every time. Blasphemy. <laughs> and the last one was in response Somebody said boycott, sit out the rest of the season. He said, I'm in year 11, bro. It's the younger guys and also those that aren't in the league yet that gets fucked. So 
We've got two former players here, very spicy. How do you feel about that new CBA, and do you agree with Draymond about the teams and the players getting got? Well, what's the deal? Um, okay, listen, when he says they lose, players lose every time, he's correct. I mean, let's just, <clears throat> let's just be honest. If you're Adam Silver or you or David Stern, are you really going to jeopardize this whole machine on not knowing what to expect from a player, right? No. My hand is going to be in the player's pockets. If you are in charge, hey... So what do you need <clears throat> as a player when you're retired? Uh, coaching? Uh, when a big city? That's where that shit comes from, right? So when you think you are standing tall, not realizing Adam Silver and Dave, David Stern, rest in peace, have already manipulated those guys to, to get these deals done. That's why the players lose every time. Mm. That's just... I mean, I don't want to throw no names out there, but, you know... <laughs> No, um, ask Michael Curry how he got his job after he was done playing in, in Detroit. Wasn't he a head captain? There's another one. As soon as he was done, he had another coaching job too. So you say there's stuff going on behind the scenes that maybe the average player, rank and file superstars who aren't on that committee. Man, so never the guys. Go- so the guys who make the decisions, you saying they're getting some in the back end? Fuck yeah. So that's what. So it's them. Listen, man, listen, you you never go into war not knowing the other side's blueprint. You're going to get them blueprints, right? You're going to get them blueprints. I'm not going into some shit blind. You do No. So how do we change that? We're going to talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First, I want to ask you, just to Draymond's point, NBA always talks about competitive balance, but it seems like all talk, right? So should teams like the Warriors and Clippers be punished for overspending? Or should teams that underspend the tank be punished? Because right now, you tank, you have a nasty season, your punishment is the number one pick. And this year's a guy like Wimby who could be a franchise changer. So you're basically bringing him to an environment and a culture that's literally built upon losing. So how come those teams don't get punished for putting out a nasty product? Because... Probably, I mean, usually they're most, most, most of the teams are probably small markets, so they're not really... They're not really bringing in that much money anyways. Overall, if you think about it like that, like the teams that are in the, what, in, in the lottery mm-hmm. are not usually like big name, like big market teams. I mean, you might get the Knicks, yeah. you know. You, you like get that, the but, Knicks Lakers occasionally if they're, they're on, a, on a downtrend, but. Other than that, I, I think it's always still the same teams. It seems like no other industry besides sports, like, like the worst like tech company don't get the best Mm-hmm. Tech people, right? Mm-hmm. If you're bad, you go out of business. That's just kind of how it rolls, where they try to elevate and prop these teams up. But it seems like some teams are more concerned with just losing and still getting more draft picks as opposed to actually building a product. And some of them are small market teams, but then you look at teams like the Bucks, who built up the squad during the, tra- uh, during the draft and now, you know, can win championships. Mm-hmm. What you think? About... The teams that are at the bottom? Yeah, just in general with this kind of CBA and all this stuff going That's on. just the nature of it, right? There's 30 teams. I mean, before the play-in, there was eight going in the playoffs. Seven are going to suck. If, you, if you're at the bottom and you're, or if you're even in between, what are you supposed to do, right? Like, you're not going to want to stay there year after year. There's teams right now, even like there's good teams like the Bulls that are going to have to make a decision soon. Like, as good as we are with Zach and Damar and Vooch, right, do we blow this up? 
because we're just it's not getting it done right nine ten spot if you're if you're a Detroit at the bottom shit you got a tank you have no choice right I mean you're gonna go for the seven year kill at that point right you're not gonna go for the three years of being whatever and the Raptors are going through this right now right where they had they got out of the slums they were in the slums when you were in the league mm -hmm. right that shit was depressing <laughs> they got out and they 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 reached the pinnacle they broke the ceiling right now they're back at it. It's like, okay, do we go back down for a few years and build, or do we stay where we are? So I think, you know, there's there's certain teams that it's a business and they got to do what they got to do, right? I mean, Detroit has to tank. You know, they've lost. They, they need a they need a Wembenyama to go to the place that the Bucks eventually got to. So the formula has worked. So I mean, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I've never, I've really never understood. And it's only in sports that you reward losing. Yeah. That's the mm -hmm. only thing mm -hmm. in this world that you are rewarding someone for being horrible, mm -hmm. right? And right. The, the concept to me personally is just, like, there's no, there's no reason. Like, we've seen what Donald Sterling did, right? Mm -hmm. To those business owners, he's, he, <laughs> forget Jerry Buss, right? Darling Sterling, as a businessman, was their idol. <laughs> Fuck what they tell y'all. He was the idol. He was the pro I can sit here, get one, two, three draft picks, let them play to their rookie contract, get rid of them. So the most I'm paying is five, six million dollars at a time. No one is, I'm not paying no 50 million, I'm not paying no 100 million dollar contract. I don't give a shit how many fucking awards you win, you're out of here. As a business, man, that is a perfect situation for you. But this is a this is a sport too, where your people's legacies is on the line. So why are we rewarding winning? Like if you were a loser, if you're in last place, you should fucking be penalized. That shouldn't be the like last place, you shouldn't get you should get six automatic. Number six, that's your number as a last place. Mother, you will not fight for, you do not want to be last place in my world. I mean, you played overseas. The thing I love about overseas, they got relegation, right? So the bottom teams, they finish in the bottom. They got to go down to the B League and yeah. work their way back yeah. up. Yep. Obviously, NBA is not structured like that, but it seems like, to your point, I can't just make Wimby go to this trash-ass team that hasn't shown me that they have any desire to ever yes. be good. Well, I mean, technically, he does want to go to a trash team so he can play, right? <laughs> I get, I, it helps the players in that situation, but at the end of the day, how are you rewarding last? Yeah. Right? How are you rewarding last? If last is, no one wants to fucking be last at nothing in life. No. But sports, right? Yeah. But sports. Hey, I, 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 yeah, last place is good. Yeah, because I get to be first place in the draft. Fuck no. Has the plan helped this, though? Huh? Has the plan helped this? No. Because you got 10, 12 that are now gunning for it. Oh, yeah, but then you got teams gunning like the for Mavs. what? For eighth? For, for, yeah, for eighth, ninth, tenth. Try to get in the plan. Like, but, but do they, like, I still don't understand the concept. If I'm 12th place but I make the playoffs, am I finishing eighth on my record or do, do I still hold 12? Oh, if you're the 10th team, do you, do you, where do you finish? If I'm 10, oh, yeah, yeah. If I, no, if no, I'm you, 10 yeah. and I get yeah. 8, yeah. now do I get the draft as an 8th oh. seed or a 10th seed? That's a good question. <laughs> because I, don't, I do not want to be a 10th seed finally trying to play good, and then now yeah. I'm an 8th seed yeah. 
yeah, at the yeah, wrong time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if I'm Lakers, right, yeah. and, and and I get and I'm the eighth seed and but I get pushed not. out you, and and I'm the tenth seed and I get that tenth seed pick, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some of the other major deal points. So this one, I know y'all have some some opinions on sixty-five game minimum for player awards. So it comes with some conditions, but they haven't really said what those conditions are. And there's agreement between the NBA and MBPA now that those all-NBA teams will be positionless. So I know a guy like Embiid is probably smiling at that. Where now you're not locked into the two guards and the forward spots. So do you think 65 games threshold is fair to all NBA-level players? 65? Yeah. Yeah. You, you rolling with it? That's what separates you from the rest of the the field because you can you can sustain your greatness longer. That's the difference between a superstar and a all-star. 10 to 15 games. So if you can't play 65 games, then you don't deserve no fucking award. I agree. Okay. I agree. I think well, I know I know you're big on that. Yeah. 65, is, 65, 65 is, is an all-star. So if a regular ass all-star, a top 24 <laughs> player, number 24, if he plays all 65 games, if a superstar was there, he would not make that fucking team still. Now he's So let's just say hypothetically, guy starts the season off, misses 25 games, he's already out of contention. Good. Yeah. But he's averaging 40. Oh well. Tough shit. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, injuries happen. I mean, course, if I, if I score 102 games straight and then sit the rest, am I the leading scorer of the league? Perhaps. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck it, you don't qualify. Right. You got to be able to just. Yeah. Yeah, you rolling with it? So I got a little deep take on this. These guys are operating as just straight killers and hoopers. You should be out there. They played in a different league. The game was a half court game, it was slowed down. You got time to re- recover within a game, possession to possession. I have a whole different take. I think analytics has sped this shit up beyond, you know, I think it's damaging it, their body as well because you don't get that recovery, bro, game to game. The season should have got shorter. That's what they should have done. The season should have got shorter and they should have had like a 50-game limit, right? The 50-game minimum. I don't see superstars. I was looking at this yesterday. I don't see these superstars, especially vets. The regular season has become survivor for these guys with their body, with the way the game is being played, with how much they're operating on the perimeter. You got seven footers like AD, KD, you know, moving with guards for the course of a game, closing out, rotating. You know, it's tough, man. It's taxing on the body, especially for guys that have that mileage. LeBron didn't play, LeBron didn't play 55 games yet. AD hasn't hit 55 yet. Uh, Dame, PG haven't hit 60. Harden hasn't hit 60. Like, you're looking at a, a group of superstars and veterans that I don't even think it's possible to hit 65 anymore. Well, that... That's because they're deconditioned. I don't think so. Yeah. I think I've, the- I've, I've watched NBA. I watched NBA practices and stuff. That is not practice anymore. They're coming in. They're doing shooting drills with the, little, the, the coaches 15, 20 minutes. Their bodies are not even in shape to move like it used to. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like it's just like me, us I going agree. out, the, us agree. going out there and playing. Yeah. We're gonna hurt ourselves. But they're training different in the off season. They're training more. They're not training at all. Yeah, they're not training. I don't think they're training at individuals, all. Individuals, I'm saying. They're individuals. not training at all anymore. They're getting their strength in for 45, 60 minutes. No. Man, I no. used to run five miles a day. Okay. To get ready for in shape, like I used to do bleacher work. Yeah. Right. Sand now you're, you're, they're saying the game is played faster. Correct, but. If you take a guard, if you follow a guard, we were running about 2.1 miles per game. Right. We did about two and a half miles. 
These guards are doing a mile, mile five at best. The reason why is three, the three-point line to the three-point line is fucking shorter. You guys also play 40 minutes. Then layup and guarding someone coming for a layup. Yeah. So think about what I'm saying. Right. Three to three, right? Yeah. He's coming down shooting three. He's coming down and shooting three. Mm-hmm. Versus I'm attacking all 94 feet yeah. and guarding someone coming 94 feet. So we were, we were moving further than the group. That's what I said. It's, it's, it's a mirage of, of the thinking. These guys are just not in the peak shape they used to be. When you're looking at, you're talking about Michael Jordan jumping and doing what he was doing, plus partying and all that. And you're looking at today's guys, and you're sitting at home playing video games all day. No practice. You guys have the most rest. Yeah. The most rest because they're, it's everything is. Oh, we got to protect your legs. We got to protect. Load managing. So when you, it's load managing. But think about, think about when you take three or four days off of shooting. Yeah. Right. Your body's aches more. It's all this. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not ready to fire. And that's that's what it, it, that's what I've seen. But I'm I'm thinking from the from a standpoint of the way the game is played, Brandon. Like you guys as guards to move, like you're saying, from three point line to three point line. They're accelerating, decelerating at a rapid, rapid level. Why do you think guys like Towns and 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 uh, AD are are they're not? It's not natural for their body to do that, right? You're talking about guards, sure. I'm talking about wings. I'm talking about seven footers. Like, these guys' bodies are, in my opinion, and it's happening in Noahville. Like, I think this shit is, the way the game is being played, I think it's messy. I think it's taking a toll on certain guys' bodies. Guys that have mileage, guys that are longer-limbed and bigs are being forced to play this small brand of basketball. I think it's easier, though. I think it's easier because, like you said, you ain't got to go all the way down the court. Half of them don't even touch the paint. Like, think yeah. about it. They're just, if we can run three-point line, three-point line, and go, <laughs> boom, I mean, I'm going to be in shape all day. That's nothing. But having to go up and down and then picking up 94 feet, like, guys are guarding at half. This is the thing about it. Like, if I can come down and just shoot a three, right, and then Steph Curry comes out and shoot a three, so neither one of us ever gets past the, the, the free throw line. You don't need, I don't, what the fuck I need a sub for? Well, they're playing pickup. That's for sure. It's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's easier. It's harder when I have to go in, lay up, and do all this, and, and then come back with a guy like Dwayne Wade coming at me, spin moving, yeah, cutting yeah. through, and then I got to come get hit. It's a, it's a harder game where after games, if I felt I didn't get enough running, I was on elliptical. Yeah. Like, it was, it was like when you're talking about we had body weight. There's players that had body weight stuff in. Like you're talking about lifting before games. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, like, there's no such things as days off. Yeah. Like, yeah. coach says, all right, we have a day off, right? I still got to go to a 24-hour fitness and, and get shots up. Yep. I don't have the luxury to rest. I got a, I got a demon I got to play the next day. These men, they take three, four, five days off. Yeah. So we yeah. talk about low management a lot. But I think the, the common misconception is that's players. Like, players aren't coming in like, y'all want to take the, the day off today. That's mm. teams trying to protect those dudes. Uh, I think a little bit of both. Man. Games? Listen, <laughs> but teams sit, trying to protect their you investment. You can't sit me down. You can't sit me unless I want to sit down. I just don't feel like it's always players walking in like, I don't, I don't feel like doing I don't feel like playing this back-to-back. Like in the 80s case hey. especially, like, our AD, we don't What's want you that? to play this game. We want to protect our investment. That's, that's what you see. Hey, I guarantee you say this shit to him. Hey, y'all going to have a day off, but you're going to get paid half your pay. I guarantee you, ain't no more motherfucking. Uh, <laughs> there ain't no more management. You try that shit, yeah. right? Because you, you like 
Listen, if I got a, let's just say, who's the sorriest defensive team in the league right now? You would know. Shit, it might be Dallas right now, bro. Okay, so so I get to play, I get to play Dallas score 45. Yeah. Who's the number one defensive team? Milwaukee. All right, man. And then I got Milwaukee the next game. And coach says, low, uh, you gonna low manage it. Hell yeah. If I get to play offense against the worst deep, uh, worst defensive team and dodge these these Fuck yeah, I do that every fucking time. And I get paid? Shit yeah. But that's what it's, it's if you start penalizing, say, hey, listen, you can take the game off if you want, but have to pay. Players ain't taking that off. Right. But you're, I'm paying you not to come to work. Hell yeah, you're going to say yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, fuck yeah, I ain't got to guard that motherfucker today. You low know. management. You know what's Love crazy? this new basketball. <laughs> I would be in crazy, like, I would be in crazy shape today. Like yeah. playing today, I would just stay in shape and just shoot jumpers. Shoot jumpers. That's it. Just stay in shape the whole summer. I would just run, just stay in shape, just make sure I can last longer than anybody out there. So just what, shoot what's changed though in just speaking with trainers and stuff is players are approaching the offseason differently. It's their strength workout is huge. They're maintaining their, you know, they're building their posterior chain, their glutes, their hamstrings, their back, their core, their upper body. That's like a 45, 60 minute session. It's different from training has changed from the way you guys trained. And I think that, that was the right way to train, the way you guys were doing it, no doubt. But I think, you know, there's extra precaution being taken. Yeah. When, you, when you, you know what I mean? Like, it's unnecessarily being taken to a point where it's like, you got to prepare these guys now for this melee of threes and layups, up and down, up and down. It's a whole different game, which requires a whole different style of training, which requires a whole different type of recovery, right? So... But why do you think they're getting hurt so much? I think the game is broken. No, but that's what I'm saying. You, yeah. you have the most precaution in the offseason, the most precaution during the regular season. You have the best technology, the best trainers, mm-hmm. and you guys are playing less games yeah, now. Yeah, no, no doubt. And that's because your body's like... It's in the mind. You, you ever seen a, a dude at the gym, right? Yeah. Where they got abs, 2% body fat, and then you ask, hey, how much cardio are you doing? I don't do no cardio. That's their summer workout. Right. They're lifting, burning the fat, looking like show horses, <laughs> yeah. but they can't move. Mm-hmm. Can't move. That beautiful car sitting right there and then don't got no fucking engine in it. Yeah. And you know, for versus like doing sand workouts and you know, uh going to was it Runyon and Runyon, yeah. going to Runyon Canyon and and running up hills and getting your body used to that type of movement. They're just, it's just, it's more of a show. It's right. a show body than a body that actually is mobile. The pretty muscles, not the functional ones. Yeah. Right? Mm. All right, so let's talk about another part of the deal, in-season tournament. So it'll include pool play games that are baked into the regular season. Starting in November, eight teams will advance to a single elimination tournament in December. The final four is allegedly going to be held at a neutral site. Some people are thinking Vegas for that. And players on the winning team, I believe, get a $500,000 bonus for winning that in-season tournament championship. So I want to ask both of y'all first, what are y'all thoughts on the in-season tournament? And do superstars give a shit about that $500,000 bonus? Well, $500,000, that's a game check for some people, so probably not. Um, I think they should bump it up a little bit. Because it was supposed to be a million. I think that's what Draymond was mad about, too. Y'all said a million. Mm-hmm. We, we got 500 k so y'all literally fucked us out of 500 off yeah. top. I, th- I think they should slice it up. They should give them a million dollars, and whoever wins it get a top five pick mm. in the draft. 
Okay. You're going to automatically top five pick in the draft. I like that. That would make it competitive. I, I, I love that. I love it because of you, you're, trying to, you're trying to offset October, November. Right? You're trying to offset. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Everyone starts off great, right? Now, if you are a good team, it actually forces you to come out the gates hard because mm-hmm. if you win that in-season tournament, you can be a good team and get rewarded. See, right now we're, we're rewarding losing and penalizing winners. That's what we're doing, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> we're penalizing winners. This is something where you can reward someone for what you're trying to do. You're trying to have everyone start off great. Well, then you need to reward the team that does. So whoever wins gets a top five pick, which means one of them bottom teams automatically go to six. That's where I say last place. So that makes sense. That last play, whoever comes last place, you're automatically six. Mm. Now now you have real basketball. Now, now, Now think about this. Let's say number 29 and 30 are playing each other in the last game. That is going to be the most watched, <laughs> sorriest game ever. <laughs> them motherfuckers are about to, yo, they're about to be out there fist fight like shit. <laughs> there's, yeah. no, there's no going home. You know, yeah. like when you know, when you're on a bad team, yeah, yeah. That last week and a half, you done shipped all your cars. Shit, that last month. That yeah, last yeah, you done shipped. You count day and they got 365 more hours, 16 yep. seconds. Of, whole, you yep. start doing that shit. Yeah. Now, you're not sitting your fucking players no more. They know, they know Luca and all that. They ain't no fucking sitting because you don't want to be. You don't no. want to be last no more. I guess the question I have for y'all is just thinking about it. Now, I'm a star, superstar on these teams. Is it beneficial for my squad to get a higher draft pick now, potentially be able to draft my replacement? If you're that fucking insecure, get the fuck off the team. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Get the fuck off the team. If you that insecure, I mean, if you are a star player, bro. But I'm just saying, you are a star player. You are team free. In the league. I know that 29-30th pick ain't coming in with no smoke. Now we get that you, fifth pick, sixth pick. You, so you are a star player worrying about a fucking rookie. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just telling you with... I, I, get your fucking game up. <laughs> <laughs> get your game up. Why am I worrying about a rookie coming in? That's like that's a, You know, if it's a top five pick, he's still got to go through me for my position. That's right. how you should be. A, I always thought that someone was taking my position... In the summer. That's how I trained. When I went mm. to training camp, I was in shape. Like I'm not, I'm not using training camp to get in shape. No, I'm yeah. I'm big dog right now. We gonna run, let's run. I'm trying to let you know, bitch, you don't got no chance to just dis- so follow up to that. Now let's say you're a player on the squad and you're about to enter free agency the next year. Do you give a fuck about helping that team you're about to leave get better? I'm on, a, I'm on a winning team? You're on a team in that tournament, but you're going to be a free agent. You might not be coming back there anyway. That has nothing to do with you. You're a free agent. You're you, you playing for yourself yeah, I'm anyway. Playing, I'm about to say so, so, so it really don't matter. Yeah, I'm playing for okay. no, yeah. I mean, I'm playing. The, yeah. That's what a free agent does anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The old Tim Thomas. Yeah. And also, <laughs> yeah. And also, I think you're sending a message, too, to the league, like, in that, in that playing turn, uh, championship tournament. Like, you know, just uh, let people know, like, we ain't playing this year. But if the bag was bigger too, would that be something that would, so instead of that 500K, let's say. A million dollars for sure. A million dollars. Yeah. If it was a million, so 500, yeah, but a million, like, all right, I'm going to go out here. Wait, oh, oh, so this is extra on top of what I already yeah. get? Yeah, you get an extra mil. 
for these yeah. four games. Yeah, yeah. I don't think no one gives a fuck at that point because I'm already getting paid one check and then I get another one if I win. 500, 200, 100 is trick off money any goddamn way, right? Mm-hmm. So not for everybody. Oh, no, yeah, not, not for not everybody. everybody. I mean, you're, you're, okay, so the star the star players really don't care. This is not going to be a star player problem. This is going to be bench player problem. The bench player problem because if the star players like man, fuck this game tonight. <laughs> oh, nigga, we got a problem. We got a problem. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, <No>, man. <laughs> I need this five hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. But if you promise the players a million and they thought they were going to the table with a million to change the five, I can see this. That's where the problem is. Yeah, for sure. I can see. But five hundred. No you know, but at the end got. of the day, I mean, I still got to play this game anyway. Um, I, I just think the winners should be rewarded more than. Money. There should be like it should be a draft pick, a top five draft pick. Like now you're talking about building dynasties, and you know because you're not rewarding winning right now. So you know who would have been number one midseason? That would have been Boston, right? No, I think it's based on previous year, if I'm not mistaken. Or, or like, I got to look into it. Yeah, it's, wait. it's not going into the season. It might be where you, where you slated out in that season. This season. Not the shit before. Yeah. yeah that's how it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, like, yeah. So, like, top eight. It's where you are in the moment. Where you are at that moment. Yeah, so yeah, four yeah. teams and four teams. So, let's say, like, Boston would have won it, right? Boston would get a top five pick this year. That changes how they approach the summer. Yeah, they're going. Right. And something to do with playoffs, too. Like, an automatic bid in the playoffs. Like, if you win it, some with the playoffs you should get. Like, home court advantage. Yeah, home court advantage isn't part. I'd be yeah. hot as hell if they went. Let's just say you the you they the number one team and they win it, and then you you become the number one team, and then you got to play them, and you got <laughs> you got to be a road team. Yep. Shit, no, that that'll make you want to make you want to win early. So let's talk about a couple other points in this deal, and then we'll move on. So NBA players will now be able to invest in NBA and WNBA teams under their new CBA. Players can also invest in sports gaming and fantasy ventures, not betting on games. But investing in the company, shout out Underdog Fantasy. If I was in the league currently, that's where I would invest my bread. Yes, sir. Because they really believe in you. And I like the platform. Oh, you for sure. Hey, I'm for sure hitting a whole bunch of players. Hey, man, I need you to go ahead and throw a couple meals this way, baby. (laughs) And as well as cannabis businesses. So, And then the most important thing, Gil, if you want to get the the smoke machine ready. I'm going to give you a second. Where'd it go? Okay. NBA is not testing for weed no more. Yes. I didn't smoke. But you have smoked. If you did, Gil. I've never smoked. But if you did. <laughs> if like you I did, you would appreciate it. Oh, okay. Uh, it's bigger than you. So no, so no more drug program. So I think when the bubble started, they kind of you know uh, pushed it to the side. And I now, a, yeah. I was in the weed program. They caught yeah, me. They caught you? I, I said, yeah, put me in there. But listen, <laughs> actually, I feel one in college. I'm gonna be honest. Listen, but. The, the, listen, the, the weed, <laughs> all of it's some bullshit. To be honest, before I came in the league, right? And oh, actually, when I came in the league, they were testing once a year, one time, before the season, right? Right before training camp, and then they didn't test you again until. Um, until next training camp. 
So when you when you when you talk about eighties and nineties and shit, all right, don't don't fucking blow your mind on the possible shit that they can take to to stay in shape. All right, yeah, there's some strong motherfuckers out there, right? There was some people running through walls. There was some drugs out there that they can use to do that, and you wouldn't have noticed. Okay, so let's just stop that eighties shit again. And then um, they put in they put in drug testing four times a um, four times in the season. Four two times, times in the season. season. Well. Let's let me break down how that worked. It wasn't as all what we think. Because of the drug program, when they went into arguing, they you know players were like, well, you know, some of us are addicted. This is we're addicts. Right? They use that shit, right? <laughs> so it was like, how can you be addict? We're giving you, we're paying you fifty, twenty million a year. How can you say you can't stop this? They're like, all right, I give you twenty million to stop drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes for cigarette smokers. It took them owners two, three minutes to think about what he said and say, yeah, I done tried two, three times to break my habit and I can't. All right, so this is what we're going to do. And it was basically, it was a fucking loophole. The loophole was this. And this is what most of the players did. Not like him. He got, he just got caught. <laughs> he just got caught. The, the smarter players, the smarter ones, all they did was when they found out they were getting tested, they just consumed so much THC Went into a test and said, hey, I'm an addict. I'm an addict, which means that test does not count against you. All you have to be now is lower than the levels that you were, like you're getting better. Uh, so shit. you're raising your hand, Sam, I'm, so I'm drinking. I'm, listen, I'm fucking partying. If I know I'm testing tomorrow, I'm partying with Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa tonight. Now I'm getting all fucked up. And then I'm going to test it. They test the pee, whatever that level is. Yeah. All you have to be is lower than that, and you're getting better as a player. Yeah. They so just like, gave me a warning. And yeah. I was just like, yeah, put me in. Think about it. They, they just took it off. When was the last time, when was the last time you heard someone get suspended for fucking weed? Nah, it's been nah, so long. Not. 15, 15, 20 years, 15, yeah. 20 years ago, yeah. we even seen players get caught Publicly with weed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Watch them. We can see you oh, at yeah. the airport with weed. Yeah. And no, no found weed. In <laughs> There's no, no. I'm in the program. Hey, I'm hype. So last question on this subject. <laughs> right now, CJ McCollum's uh, president. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to just skip over the most important part. Oh, you want me to hit it? What? 2011 lockout? Fuck no, what you talking about? What you talking about then? I'm talking about investing in the team. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, that is big. That is huge. Yeah. For Lakers. Woo-woo! Warriors. Warriors. Knicks. Knicks. Boston. I'll say the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Raptors. Was, it's sure. interesting to see now because Draymond made that point when he first came to the league. I think the Warriors were valued at like five hundred million dollars. Now they're worth somewhere close to eight billion. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the Suns, same situation. Bucks. I think when that ownership group came in, they paid yeah. like five six hundred for it and sold it for what three or four, whatever that number is. But now these teams, I'm going to say they plateaued. But how much more can can the Warriors go up? It don't. It don't. It don't. What? It doesn't matter. And if you're an owner, right? And I made, I said, because I tried to invest into the Wizards with a Poland and you couldn't as a player, right? And this is what's going to happen, right? When you're talking about penalizing these great teams, right, these, these winning teams, you can offset that with investments now. 
So, Draymond's up, right? How much is he going to be worth? 200, 225? Three, maybe even 300. Maybe 300, right? You think Draymond's going to get 300 in the open market? Oh, right now? No, 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 no. I thought you were talking about his net worth overall. No, no, no. Okay. right now. What, oh, what is his net worth? Market? Yeah. Yeah. No, open market. Oh, shit. Oof. That's a good question. 200? Let's just say 200, no, right? I don't, think, I don't think he'll get 200. Yeah. No. No, 150? No. 140, maybe 120. Okay, we'll just say, we'll just, we'll just. 120. 120, that's in 120, right? Yeah. Four years, 120. Does Draymond need that money? Nope. No. No. Not need. No. Draymond don't need it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, since you don't need it, and this goes against my salary cap, how about this? We'll invest 100 million into the Warriors, and I'll pay you 5 million for the four years. I don't think they'll be able to do that, though. Why not? He Why not? He's going to have to take his bread and... No. No. Says who? So do it like baseball. Says who? I can... Fuck your salary cap. I don't need that salary cap anymore. I got invisible fucking money now. Mm. Mm. I don't need no outside investors. I can have all NBA investors investing in my team, and I don't have to, I don't have to spend that fucking dime anymore. Coldest shit on the planet that just happened. We'll, we'll see. That's tough. LeBron James. That's tough. Don't LeBron James can have his whole contract as an investment, and now you have a fucking problem. If LeBron is up next year and don't have to take a dollar, you can replace. But I think they'll still do it where you got to take the contract, and what you want to do with that bread after is up to you. Mm, you don't have to. You don't have to do that's shit. Tight. That's tight. That's tight. What I'm it's saying is, get grimy. That's hard. If you, can, you don't, you know. I, I'm the owner. You're the player. <laughs> yeah. Who's watching these people's accounts? I can tell you. I can walk up to you and tell you, hey, I, your whole contract. Come in here. You just take a dollar for four years. Guys will be billionaires, bro. Like, yeah. If they did allegedly. That. Yeah. That's that's if the contracts go up. I mean, it's it's all off percentage. Right, so that becomes, you know, you're going to have Lloyd. But what I'm saying is I can devalue my whole salary cap and just open open my, in, in my, my team up into my investors, which is players. Lakers, 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 Knicks, um, Golden State. Go, them three is going to rock the NBA if those, if, those, if those owners are smarter than... I mean, I wonder if can players have to, they have to invest in the team and they're on, or can I make a, can I invest if I'm on the, the magic, can, can I invest in the can, Lakers? You can do that. Like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put <laughs> this bread over. If I'm an outside owner, I don't give a fuck about you. I got my own player. Yeah. Because you gotta, I'm worried about my, because I have, my interest is my salary cap now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My interest is my salary cap. I never, I would never get close to that salary cap anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting, I'm, all I'm doing is, hey, it, now here comes big ass collusion. <laughs> hey, Giannis. <laughs> Hey, Giannis, what's happening? How you doing? You know, this nice-ass franchise. You want to see where we are? We're ranked right here in top world team's value. Your, your $200 million in the bucks is going to be worth this in 10 years. Your money in the Lakers is going to be worth this in 10 years. And all I have to do is just show you fucking spreadsheets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on over here. Yeah. That's real. Got a whole, they got a whole nother fucking problem. Yeah. They're goofies. 
I mean, I, was I thought of this shit long time ago. So doesn't this fuck over the small to mid market team? Yep. Yeah, it does. But look, so then they get the salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> they got that invisible salary cap. But it, 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 I, it makes it, it makes it a little fair if you're salary cap watching, because at the end of the day, these salary cap, these these small market owners are, they're basically, it's like a fix them upper team. Right? I'm just buying a team and then reflipping it because I can't afford I can't afford this salary cap versus what I'm bringing in. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, these small market teams. If I, if I can convince the players to take um, shares versus salary, yeah. I don't have to I don't have to spend any money. About to get crazy. Well, hopefully, crazy. Uh, Adam Silver and them are not watching this episode, so they don't try. <laughs> too to late. Hate. Too late is seven <laughs> years. <laughs> too late is seven. It's seven years. It's so players like somebody like Dame, right? Yeah. I take hey hey wait, whoa baby yeah hey look I take a dollar next year. <laughs> I take a dollar four four dollars for the next. Now you have all the money you was gonna pay me. You can go out and get better players. We, yeah. And I can still go out and get them players. And not pay money because I can give. Come on, man. God, I'll be out there hustling some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's keep this thing moving. We got to talk about the biggest story of the weekend coming from women's basketball. LSU's win over Iowa on Sunday's national championship game was the most viewed NCAA women's basketball game ever. 9.9 million viewers. It peaked at 12.6 million viewers. But there was some controversy in the game. LSU forward Angel Reese had a bunch of Mayonnaisians in their feelings. Mayonnaisians, that's my new word for Caucasians. <laughs> After getting <laughs> in Kayla Clark's face. How are you not canceled? Mayonnaisians. Mayonnaisians, you know? You get away with this shit, because you're light-skinned. <laughs> the white people on the show are not offended, so that's all, they are my barometer of morality. But we got to talk about Angel Reese getting in Kayla Clark's face, hitting her with the John Cena slash Tony Yayo, you can't see me. Mm-hmm. See, I remember from the Tony Yayo day. Yeah. Oh, nigga, do you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also the ring me, which some say Steph, some can say Aaron Donald. It's been around, but it is what it is. So after the game, Angel had this to say about one of the most controversial moments in sports history. All year, I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood, I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me, that gonna, that's gonna speak up on what they, they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more, than, it, was, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is gonna go in a rage every time. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to Celebrating in the next season. And we're happy for Angel. Angel's numbers done, done rose up. She got over a million on IG, got over a million on TikTok. I'm a Twitter aficionado. I've seen her Twitter following damn near quadruple in the past couple days. But some Mayonnaise's out there uh, weren't as happy with the, the move. Call Angel idiot, a thug, classist piece of shit. But like Angel mentioned in the clip, they didn't have any smoke for Kaylin Clark, who did the exact same thing against Louisville. I think she got in Haley Van, Van List grill hit her with that. And Kayla Clark even came out today, said she don't think Angel should be criticized. She took her L like a champ. Because Kayla was out there cooking, I'm going to be real. 40, 40 pieces left and right. 
So I want to start with you, Gil. What do you think about the backlash Angel Reese is getting for trash-talking Caitlin Clark in the national championship? Okay, the, the problem is, who, who was the, the, the beat writer that asked her the question? This is the, she just won a fucking championship, and you're asking her silly-ass questions. That shouldn't be her championship speech. <coughs> right? That's how disrespectful writers are sometimes. That, that's, this is the, the, the speech that she has to give after she won a fucking national championship. That's the first problem, right? Second problem is the real credit for this goes to, yeah, Tony Ayo, but who brought it to the NBA was Deshaun Stevenson, and mm. I stole it from him, right? And it was, I can't feel my face, right? That's <laughs> what it was. It was Deshaun Stevenson. He always did this. Okay. Um, but the game is this. In, in, in outside world, if you're not a hooper, fuck off, right? <laughs> fuck off. This is not your space. So, so stop trying to have this voice in a space you don't know. If I talk shit to you and then you get the best of me, you're allowed to talk shit. There's no fucking yeah. meter of responses, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, was it Caitlin? Right? She's bust everyone's ass this year. Hit him with this. <laughs> you can't see me all goddamn day. And no one, no one cared then. Now you're, you're caring because it happened to the creator, right? But that's what happens. That's when it's at its best. It's at its best because the creator got a little bit of its own medicine. When, when Westbrook was doing this, mm -hmm. And yeah. someone hit his ass with it, they didn't, they didn't feel too good. <laughs> I mean, I think about Pat Bev hitting LeBron with the two small, Austin yeah. Reeves about three days later. Hit him with the two small, even lower. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just, the, that's just the, uh, the nature of a shit talker, right? Um, you know, you, you, you shit talked all year, and it, 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 you got caught in the, chip, the most important game. But it doesn't take away from your greatness. It's just that, you know, someone hits you with your own shit. That's it. There's no... There's no thug, either they both thugs or they both classy. You don't, you can't separate them. Oh, she did it at the wrong time in her face. I don't give a fuck. She, she it did happened. it for longer. It was 15 Two seconds. seconds longer. I would have did that. I would have did this shit on the podium in the bathroom <laughs> on the bitch. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> that's the thing. We can't ignore the racial undertones with it. And that's what it, it feels like a lot. People attacking black women, trying to tell them how to act in moments like that. She just won a championship. She could do whatever the fuck she wants. If, if you don't want her to do it, should have beat her. Yeah. It's simple. I think it was good for the game. Yeah. Especially for women's basketball. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so now it's this rival. Now you kind of have like that bird and magic type thing for women's, for women's uh, basketball yeah. right now. So I love it. I don't see nothing wrong with it. Like if you're going to talk, you know, talk. Like shit, if they're smart, I'm going LSU, Iowa, season opener, for Superdome sure. in New Orleans, because yeah. LSU won. You got to come out here. Trash. You're not going to watch again? I hate those type of games as the first game. You're not going to watch. Don't give me my dessert first, bro. No, I do not want my dessert first. Like, give me, give me, let me fucking ease into the, give me one, two, and then third game. Okay. 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 That's fine. okay. Don't That's give fine. me the game okay. one. You can, like, the, you can get the like, janky, uh, the janky like warm-ups. When NBA do the finals in the first, we don't, we ain't watching the game like that. Yeah, like, first, yeah. you, can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to see when both are peaking. For them to play. Give them some warm-ups. Yeah. Give them some warm-ups. I mean? so I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm Christmas. fine with that. Yeah. That's how we used to do in college. You had to play the janky exhibition schedule, and then you, yeah. then you could get Mount Invitational. Did you, you already take. make a take on it? On Reese? Yeah. It's cool. Like, it's the nature of the game, right? 
Caitlin was propped up. She was like presented as that Steph Curry of women's basketball. You know, Reese was kind of, like you said, there's certain players that are more personable, right? And there's certain players that might not be as personable. They could do the same shit. It's a double standard. So that was kind of like a fuck you to the hoops world in a way or the media, right? Because like, here's your hero. And you know, you just got cooked by me. And, and you know, in that moment, you guys know you're in adrenaline, right? Especially when you're winning at that level. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Like you're jacked up, right? There's some emotions you can't control. Maybe she went a little over the top, sure. Maybe she did it for too long, sure. But that's just the nature of competitive sport. And that's just the nature of, you know, battle, just going head to head with, with another top dog. Yeah. You know? And it's just what it is. I mean, people are overreading this shit. Like, they, you know? they, they want, it's like they want it. They want to because, like Steph, right? Yeah. When Steph does the turnaround, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he does, he'd be holding his arm up, right? All of those is antics, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are, he's not verbally saying nothing to you. His antics are embarrassing you. Yeah. Right? I seen the most, like, okay, the game before against South Carolina when the girl's dribbling and she did that, right? Like, <laughs> who is you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's part of antics, right? That that is like when people see like people don't really understand as a hooper, right? No matter how great of a shooter I am, you you sit back and wave me off. That actually makes me think like, fucker. Oh yeah. Do I supposed to shoot this? <laughs> like, like, do I supposed to shoot it? Like I'm I'm confused. And that's why when y'all see Westbrook and y'all see Ben Simmons sitting there trying to they. That you made them second guess if this was actually a good shot now. Yeah. And they're sitting like, oh. Uh, good defensive strategy. Right? Um, the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Anytime they pass the ball to Steph wide open. That is a disrespectful display of basketball. Here's why. Because they know the shit is going in, right? So now it becomes animation. This is a play I see. The passer passes to Steph, right, in the corner. So he's at the, like, the, the hash mark, top of the three. He passes it. He frees frame. Like, he just sits there. <laughs> right? Steph gets the ball. Like, you look like the shit was in slow motion. So he's stuck like this, like, ah. Steph gets the ball. Three motherfuckers turn around. Yeah. Right? They turned around. You got somebody. I don't know if it's a coach or that seat where the, the fan is. He's sitting there like this. Already, (laughs) Steph has not even fully caught the ball yet to shoot it. You got three people on this side. They turned around to do what they did, so they all celebrating to the crowd doing this. Then Steph shoots. After he releases, he turns around. Finishes with the guys. I said, oh, this is the most disrespectful (laughs) shit I have ever seen in my life. Now, what if that ever happened to Steph in the Golden State Warriors? Let's say someone did it in a game winner on Steph. Celebrate it. Oh, they're going to go crazy. Oh, they're going to go crazy. They're going to go crazy. Yeah. I think Whoever about CP3 when the Rockets went up 3-2, hitting them with the shimmy. It, it was primetime basketball. I was excited to watch the rest of that game. Yeah. Wish they would have made a three, but. Chris Paul was doing it, remember? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's part of the game. Like, if you're an antics person, if you're, like, no one's ever going to antique Kawhi Leonard. You don't say shit. No. Right, you know what I mean? There's just certain players that you don't, but like players like uh like like players like 
Like Luca, he's gonna get mimicked every time someone tries, and B to get mimicked every time someone scores on him because he he does animations. Um, you know, Steph, if you can if you can catch him off guard, but this is just part of it. That's did did it. Bron do it back to Deshaun Stevenson back then, or was that Booby Gibson? There was someone that responded. No, 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 no. This response was uh, worldwide. Yeah, so yeah. when he called him overrated, <laughs> this is, oh, yeah, this is a good one. 07, right, playoffs? Yeah, so what happened was, uh, so the backstory is Drew Gooden and Deshaun Stevenson, right? You know, they're, you know, uh, uh, was it Oakland? Oakland Soldiers. <laughs> okay. On Ebo, Ebo. Um, Deshaun was a LeBron fan, right? So he's like, man, how was it playing with LeBron? <laughs> Drew Gooden was like, man, he don't like you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just saying that. He's just saying it, right? Which fucked Deshaun up. Like, yo, I like, oh, that's how he thinks? Like, I'm pretty sure LeBron didn't say no yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which, made, which made him say, oh, this man's overrated, right? No, nah, he's overrated, this and that. So basically, the comment that uh, LeBron made was that's like, um, like he's Soldier Boy to me being Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, so I. Put my little two cents in, and I said, "All right, you know, I, it was the playoffs that I wasn't actually I was hurt, so I said, all right, call Soldier Boy, have Soldier Boy come to the game, and then, sorry, Bron, I hit Papa John's up, had him make the crybaby twenty three shirts. I said, well, I'd fuck him up. He's he's <laughs> he's God. He does not want to see this type of." Negative energy towards them. So they had the Papa John's 23. You'll see people on the shirt if you Google Papa John 23 Crybaby James. It had his shirt. Kind of threw him off his game. We end up winning. Oh, Braun called Jay-Z. Jay-Z was on tour with uh, Mary J. Blige in Phoenix. And Did the to make a diss, this song. Yeah. And they made the diss song. Uh, blow the whistle, yeah. right? So everyone's in the club. I'm at home <laughs> haloing it up. Right? I'm in the middle of halo matches and my phone's getting blown up. My phone, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Man, this, this, uh, was it uh, Taz and them? They disrespectful, man. And I was like, what happened? And then they had to break down what happened. They said, they're partying. Cavs is partying, right? Everyone's in a club. And then all of a sudden, lights go out. Right, music. And then they said, Spotlight comes on. There's a man with a CD. Yeah, this is back with CDs. Uh -huh, CD. Uh -huh, <gasps> and uh -huh. they said, and you, and this, like, open up, open up. Oh, they fucking Damon Jones. Damon <laughs> Jones. Everybody move, move. They said, he, he move, move, move. And like some movie shit. They said, a dude with a Rockefeller chain on, walking the CD, the CD to the DJ booth. Give him the CD and Damon Jones talking shit. Yeah, yeah, it's our city now. And they played that song. They, they said Karan got so mad that he walked out. I'm never coming to this motherfucker. This is our city and y'all allowing yeah. this shit. Never coming to this goddamn club. They said they played that blow the whistle about 20 times. <laughs> yeah. 20 times. I'm like, yeah, I ooh, this is a good one. You lost the series that night. Yeah, that was all. It was hot. And that's when I think the, the clothesline claim came that yeah, next yeah. day. But it was one of those things where it, it spilled off the court. That's crazy. Some that was good times. That was the best. Play. That's good. That, that was, was good the, that was a great playoff series. Um, one of the funnest ones because because it spilled off the court. It made the energy between crazy. both arenas crazy. That, that, I think that was crazy. I think 
LeBron was so big, Papa John apologized. <laughs> then, not this, not this new LeBron, yeah, yeah, the yeah. LeBron, oh, yeah. early LeBron. Oh, LeBron yeah. was so big, he had Papa John's apologize. Yeah. I'm like, damn. That's crazy. That's funny. So let's talk last thing with this, uh, this Women's National Championship situation. First Lady Jill Biden said that she, she was going to consider inviting Iowa to the White House, too. <laughs> In addition to LSU. So, got to ask y'all quickly, should Iowa get the participation trophy invite to the White House along with LSU? Hell no. Hell no. Fuck no. Hell no. What? They should come too. All Hell teams no. matter. Hell no. <laughs> there we go. Rewarding losing. Rewarding losing. Like, listen, I, I get it. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure y'all thought Iowa was, was going to win. But Iowa was not that. It, they had one player, right? Yeah, they yeah. had one player. This like, ain't no one-man show. It's Andrew Reset. This was like Cleveland Cavaliers 2017, LeBron James taking that sorry-ass team to the championship, okay? It, it, it was that. That was that team. Like, um, she was playing phenomenal, right? Most of those girls, I heard one of them, the second-best score, talking about she's going to Dennis after this. So she knows she's not going to the league. Right, right. So if you're going to invite somebody, you just invite one person, all access behind the scenes to the White House. The rest of that team can sit back home and get better. Right? No, <laughs> it's just embarrassing. <laughs> like, you're like, listen, like, you know, you, you can have dinner with her. <laughs> the rest of them can fuck off. Like, I'm sorry, they're just not that good. You know. If, um, if Mark Sean Lynch didn't get invited after the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl, he should have got the ball. And then, like, Iowa right, can't go. This, this was the most watched. Girls basketball game, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. WNBA is on two. You should look at this as an eye opener. And I've said it, I've said it jokingly, but um, this, this actually shows you what your game is missing. Your game is missing the youth. Right? By the time your girls get into the WNBA, they're 22, 23 years old, and the future don't know them, right? Um, Paige Buckner, if she got the leave after her freshman year, think about all the jersey sales that she would have sold because all her fans are high school girls that will wear those jerseys. Same thing with these two girls. No one's realizing that these girls are going to sit in college two more years. One, one more year, one is only a sophomore. Yeah, Andrew she has two more years. Think about all the fucking merchandise you will be selling if they were the number one and two picks in the draft, which they will be, right? Yeah. They'd be up there. Yeah. They'd be, there. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Top five. No one knows who the number one pick is going to be because she's going to be a senior and no one gives a shit about seniors, right? Right? Like, just like in the NBA, who the, no one cares about seniors. You're basically plateaued. So you're missing what the youth is. So if those two girls are drafted number one and number two, they will have the number one and two jersey selling in WNBA. When you're talking about revenue sharing, you're missing the revenue. You're missing the revenue. The young youth does not know who the juniors or seniors are. They don't. It's a big, it's a big disconnect because when those 22 and 23-year-olds come into the NBA draft, they're women, right? They're dressing exactly like women. They're wearing suits. 
They're wearing it looking professional, which mm -hmm. as adults, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 15, 16 year old girls don't want to see that shit. Right, they're like, oh, what is she wearing? She's looking like a grandma, <laughs> right? Even though there's just this much removed. So like my, my 11, 12-year-old, they know Buckner. By the Paige time, Becker. I mean, Paige Becker. Becker, I mean, uh, Paige Becker. By the time she gets into the WNBA, my, my, my child would be worrying about her game. She'd be out of the jerseys and yeah. all that face. Okay. Most of Paige's... Um, fans will actually be competitors. <laughs> They'll be competitors, so they're not going to buy the what's the name. So we think about two years from now, two years from now, will Reese still have the same name she has now? Well, that's why I did an interview with Angel before the tournament started, and she's like, yeah, the, the ultimate dream is to go to WMEA, but the bread she's making at LSU off the NIL, she's like, I'm not really tripping. I can get this bread here. You know, shit. I bought I bought a sweatshirt. Like I know the sales just went through the roof. She got the coach deal now. Like her yeah. her, her her following and visibility is so huge. But it's something that you hope to see. But just shout out to the women's game. And by the way, gotta give a shout out to UConn for winning the men's national championship as well. <laughs> gotta mention you guys as well. <laughs> Fifth title since 1999. Congrats, UConn. You are officially a blue blood which is an oxymoron in several parts of Los Angeles in hoods around the country. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, who did they play? I'm just being yeah. funny. What <laughs> did they play? That's that's yeah. yeah. It was funny. Both both games were like 17 point wins, but I was yeah. locked in for the for the Iowa LSU game. So, no, no. So okay, so I'm working on my breakdowns. So I, I I watched the highlight and I did a breakdown on UConn. Right. They have horrible spacing. Yeah. Their spacing is horrible. Like you know, they're they're just better than they, they're just better than the teams that they were playing. These these two last two teams, trash. But I'm just looking at spacing, and I'm like, man, you guys should be winning these games by like 30, 40. You know, you're you're, you're they, they got spacing like here. I've you know I call clips where you have eight guys, nine guys above the free throw line in the middle of your offense because they're not running full court. They're just stopping at the hash. It's just just like little details as someone that. That that moved a lot, backdoing, slashing. I understood how to use the whole length of the court, right? So when when I see players wing players running and they stop at the hash, like bro, these are the habits that are being go all the way, game. go that, all the way new, down and yeah. come back. That's the new game. That's because new when style. I'm driving, if you're all the way down, I have more room. If you're at the yeah. hash mark, you done cut off. Yeah. A lot of my space. No doubt. 32 feet. You done fucked up 32 feet because you want to stop at the hash. <laughs> like I was forced to, you know, I was forced to run and run under. Yeah. Right? So I was like, if you caught it on the wing, I was the other guard that tried to, to try to get that pass right under the basket. Yeah. So I always took off and tried to get it. If I didn't get it, I'll go back. You guys' game was so much more sophisticated, though. Like the habits of basketball now have been... So, totally just yeah. distorted. You know, like this is like, it's not how basketball is meant to be played. Mm. So I always talk about, right? It comes back to the analytics influence, right? You got these guys in the front office that didn't really hoop. They're preaching threes and layups, right? Mm. Within that, what happens, it, water, it takes away so much creativity. Mm -hmm. It takes away so much grit. It takes away so many little instinct things that you would do as a basketball player, right? All that is out the window now because you've computerized and it's like an algorithm now. 
when you watch basketball, especially when you watch mm-hmm. the NBA. I mean, yeah, college looks bad spacing-wise, but I was kind of like, yo, this is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to go figure it out now. There's problem-solving involved, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a title three-point line, so it's like, okay. You know, I almost feel like the way the NBA game is played now, it's like a glitch. Of course, threes are worth more than twos, right? We always knew that, but we lost the low post game. Mm-hmm. That's gone. The bruisers are gone. Bruisers made games more exciting. You know, when you had, like, uh, I mean, who's a bruiser that you played with, like? Oh, I had Danny Fortson. I had uh, uh, Evans. You had Evans. Yeah, Reggie Evans. Reggie, like Evans, Reggie Evans. Fuck. Like those guys made you <laughs> yeah. really have to go work for every basket, mm-hmm. and it brought out another level of a Brandon Jennings or a Gilbert Arenas because they had to go find a different dimension of their game. Whereas now it's like pickup. Like you could just walk a guy down, create off the dribble. Like that's easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, no disrespect. I'm not an NBA pro, but that's that's easy shit for you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like. When you lost the grit, the creativity, running sets, like the sp- you played in the Princeton, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eddie Jordan's Princeton. There's so many different options out of that, right? That you, you would say, oh, shit, that was a good call. Oh, shit, that was a good read. Mm-hmm. read yeah. That's all gone. It's yeah. drive kick, pick and roll, threes and layups. Yeah, you fully optimize the game and the scores are higher, but now you got to do creative shit like, oh, let's introduce a mid-season tournament to make it more interesting. Because <laughs> we, we tune out. Because yeah. we tune yeah. out. The truth is, we tune out of games. You watch a game, you start scrolling. Because, yo, it's just threes and layups, threes and layups. The worst thing is, now the playoffs are going to start, right? Guys that have been battle-tested a bit, like the Katies and shit, they're going to cruise just on, yo, bro, you don't even know how to solve this problem. Yep. Yep. I did this in 2012, bro. <clears throat> what is One. this... What does this mean for the young guys, though? This is all they know. The new young guys coming into mm-hmm. the league, this is all they know, this brand of basketball. So I feel like something's got to change, but it's, again, it's coming at the front office level. Like, you know, you're putting in. They've gone all in on threes and layups, analytics, basketball, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's really, it's like, I think Jamal Crawford said it best, right? A mid-range is like a jab. That was on my show, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like a jab. Yeah. He's 100% correct. Mm-hmm. If I can fake like I'm going all the way in and you run for it, I can pull up. Yeah. Now next time I come, right, you stop, I go by. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, 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 it's a game. It's like being a puppet master. If I know once you take off, you're only going to the layup, then it's easier to load up. Yeah, right? Exactly. It's easier to load up, you know, if I know, okay, let me just let him shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Right? No one's going to shoot the three. Like the pull-up game, the, the, the mid-range, especially when guys really don't want to play defense. Yeah. Right? Really don't want, you need, you, as an offensive player, you need all the elements. You need all the elements of scoring. Yeah. Like when people say, you know, three-level scoring, that's, for someone like me, that's a basic Number three, mid-range layup. Right, that's basic. Right, you need a then you need a post-up game. Right, you need a um, you need a in-between game. In-between, you need in-between floater game like the Joe Johnson, Tony Parker. Then you need the logo type of game. You need the ISO game. So there's like five to six levels when you become real creative. Like I was doing a test with someone. I said, "Hey, who's the best?" Three-level, five-level score. And I said, the reason I said that is once you put in three or four levels, it takes out 90% of today's game. It does. 
because these guys can't play. Like, you'll still have Devin Booker. You have DeRozan, maybe a little bit of DeRozan. You have Kyrie. You have Luka. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most, like, somebody like Giannis wouldn't be able to make it. Um, LeBron wouldn't be able to make it because he rarely goes mid-range at at this point. You know, so it has to be, like, when you're talking about the, the, that's what made Larry Bird great. So when you want to talk about type of players, that's what made Larry great. He had a mid-range, he had a floater, he had a layup package, he had the three. Like that's he has these different type of levels to his scoring ability. Steph. Even watching you guys, like you're 60 in, in Staples or you're 54, like it was you needed pressure to bring the best out of you. Mm-hmm. I'm working on my mid-range in the offseason, I'm working on my deep three, I'm working on my finishing. You need to be challenged in order to showcase all that. You're 55, you know, seventh game or whatever, like 35-point games. Mm -hmm. I saw you guys really go into your bag as creators because you were forced to, right? And it diversified your attack. Mm -hmm. What that did as a fan, it made it so much more fun to watch, but it also showed you who the real cold killers are, right? There's a lot of guys in your era that if you just put them on an island and let them play with freedom... They would have put up crazy numbers. Yeah. They just never had that opportunity yeah. to go mm-hmm. do it. No mm-hmm. facts. Right? facts. Oh they just God. never had that opportunity. Yeah. But it's also, it's also um it's 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 also a thing on just you're training yourself, right? Um when I trained, I, I tell kids now, have different packages for different type of players, right? Today's game, they're playing with one package. Yeah. Right? You can't play basketball. With, you can't drive down the same. Like, mm-hmm. like you're Ferrari. You can't go 90 miles an hour. Right? Yeah. What, what happens in traffic? Now you don't know how to move. No. Right? So if I'm, if I'm guarding Kawhi, I have a package for players like him. If I'm, if I'm being played by, you know, um, Patrick Beverly, I have a package for players like him. If I'm playing against a smaller guard, who's I? Okay, now I have a post-up package because maybe I can't dribble and do my pick and roll because he's getting under me. So I have to get off the ball and have a back. If I have someone who who loves playing tight defense, all right, I gotta use my back door and back door, yeah. fall asleep, take off, off ball, on them, yeah. off ball type of. You have to have different pack, and that's why Steph and somebody like Dame at this level is still fucking you up yeah, because right. they've understood that that. Yeah. They're not playing the same game against the same type of guards. No. And that's where a lot of the youth needs to understand. Like, you can't do the same thing versus everybody. Like, there, there might be a sorry guy out there who's built, his body build is exactly to stop you. Mm-hmm. Guys, aren't and, stu- guys aren't students, students. of the games anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that's, no. the big, that's the biggest loss of the game, too, and why it's like that. Like the, like the appreciating of you know, who came before you and, you know, studying the game and training, like all that. That's why, like, you know, guys can't play so many games or this. They don't even, not probably really interested in it. They don't love it like that no more. Yeah, the, like the details of it. Yeah. Like, and I, I, some of the coaching probably is not that good either anymore. I don't think they're taking the time. Like my rookie year at Scott Scowls, we would watch film after every game like, oh. and, and be able to, like, critique, like, everything, everything. Now, I don't. I doubt they really get it. It's that. almost like the NBA has become AAU, an extension of AAU, right? In the way that it's played. Mm-hmm. You go to a, you go to Vegas in July, like 
You go to <laughs> summer league that night, it's the same brand of basketball now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Whereas, like, you were challenged in college a whole different way. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to the NBA, it opened up, it was a different game. You went pro overseas. Like, guys aren't seeing different scenarios, different sets, different types of schemes. Yeah. They're just seeing one thing. And it's dumbed the game down, but it's took away guys' creativity. And it's almost took away their greatness because, like you said, they're not studying the nuance of the game. Oh, I'm going to catch this guy sleeping. There's little, mm-hmm. little minute details that are absent. Like, they're just not needed anymore. There's more. So, I always hear you talk about hoopers, right? Yeah. There's more hoopers than basketball players now. Mm-hmm. Like, a basketball player understands the, the full yeah. aspect of the game. And it, and, it, and it ruined the thing about being a hooper now. Yeah. Because everyone's just a hooper now. Everyone's a yeah, hooper. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 back then, yeah. <laughs> so, so the thing about a real hooper back then, mm-hmm. right, you needed him when, like, we're in the middle of the playoffs and they just, they fucking know everything we're about to do. That's when the hooper yes. comes in. Him and Monte yep. went off against Miami. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys win that game? No, we lost. No. Yeah, but like it was like you challenged them uh, in a way, right? It was him and Monte. Like there was guys that would come in, microwaves, mm-hmm. and alter the whole game, right? Yeah. You had that. Yeah. Like, you know, there was guys like, I mean, shit, there was a lot of guys. Jamal it, Crawford, Lou Will. Yeah, but you know? those are the guys you need to change the pace when everything is so structured and everything mm-hmm. knows. Now everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone, That's you it. come in, yeah. you give them the body, they go through the whole little routine. Like, it's the highlights and all that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's overrated. Yeah, I know. It's like overrated. It's well, the it's the game. It's the it's the it's game. The game is the game. As Part the, of the game. It's the game. Everything is inflated. Like they say, players are more skilled now. I disagree, because like you just get to see it more because there's no help side. You know, he's got you on an island, and it's, it's freedom. It's pickup basketball. It's, it's <laughs> when, when every time someone says, oh, he's, they're skilled, I said, at what? Right. <laughs> at what? Are they, are they more mentally skilled? Right. Do they understand the aspect of the game skilled? Or you're talking about the part you actually see that's yeah. skilled, right? Yeah. Like, I can tell if a guy has a bad limp i can tell if his arm is a little shorter Mm -hmm. like you know when i used to cross over on jason kidd i only crossed over one way because you know i don't know if he broke an arm but it was you know it it didn't flex all the way Mm. so i know when i crossed over i had about three inches going the other way you know i'm gonna cross over to that same arm because i know he couldn't poke it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like you know i know this player got a bad hip like let's just say uh um a righty, right? If I go left, if I go left, a right, it's easier for the righty to run with me to jump, right? Like, so if I'm going left, I know with a righty, I have certain things to do. Well, when I'm going to my right, it's better to develop a step back because a righty, right? For him to block your shot, he has to turn all the way. He has to actually turn to look at the basket to go. If you're a righty going right? If. So if I'm guarding you, yeah. right, for me to block your shot, yeah. I have to fully, so you blow by yeah, me, I have yeah. to fully turn yeah. to drive that. Now, if you step back, that's why James Harden step back be so fucking vicious. That's why you can, if you're if you're lefty, you can fuck a righty up. Lillard, Every time. Lillard sidestep. Every time. Yeah. 
because I have to, for, for you, when you take off, I have to fully go. See, if you go left, I can run like this and just jump and block. Right there, it's yeah. easier for me to recover. Right. This recovery, I have to mm-hmm. turn mm-hmm. and go and those lefties step back. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, God damn it. Every, killer every time. Every time. Yeah. Killer every, every time. time. Like, if you're going to make a guy fall, if, oh. if you're going to make a guy fall, it's you going right, and when he fully turns, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but though, they're not skilled at that. It's, it's gone. Yeah, yeah it's they're gone. not skilled yeah, at that. They're, they're skilled at... Well, like you said, the levels of offense. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the levels. I like mm-hmm. how you... Levels. Well, shit, I hope they was out there watching this and taking notes. But that's our show for today. Agan, we appreciate you pulling up, brother. Yes, sir. Keep yes, doing sir. your thing. Follow him at, at Ball Don't Stop. Ball Don't Stop. Ball don't appreciate don't. you, Brandon, for coming Always. through. Appreciate you, Underdog Fantasy. Woo, woo, woo. woo.